Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Wednesday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And our top story really broke overnight. Um, I know I woke up and looked down at my phone to see a bunch of alerts coming out of uh, VCU, breaking news coming out of VCU. And uh, David, as the day went on, we learned that the shooting at VCU Medical Center, um, we got a lot more details, I should say, in regards to this incident. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So initially, you know, this morning, all that had been sort of officially confirmed was that uh, it was just after midnight. uh, One person was shot at uh, VCU Medical Center, their North Hospital over on Marshall Street. Um, and that that person died at the scene and the suspect was taken into custody. And that was pretty much all that was initially put out there. Uh, as the day went on, what we found out was that uh, both the victim and the suspect in this uh, were employees of the hospital. Um, they were both in their mid-20s. There was some altercation uh, that led on a stairwell that led up to uh, the shooting. And then uh, at the scene, the suspect, uh, you know, was arrested without incident. The gun was recovered and he has now been charged with a malicious shooting inside a building which is a very, very specific charge, but uh, Richmond police say more charges are pending. So, Oh, absolutely. I imagine that's the first charge they can get them on. And, you know, it sort of makes sense in this case that it was in a workplace incident um, because I do know from previous stories that I've covered, VCU has security at the hospital. They have mm-hmm. uh, VCU police around there. Richmond police are often around there. It is the hospital where a large number of Richmond's gunshot victims are taken. Mm -hmm. So they kind of expect a tense atmosphere, for example, in the emergency room and around that, that area, but for to be employees, I mean, as we learned, it was also in a stairwell, I believe as well. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that it was someplace off to the side that it's not surprising when you think about it, that, that this would be someone who would have been in the building away from where the tension was, you know, for, for, you know, police not to be immediately there and, and diffusing the situation before it got to that mm-hmm. level. Yeah. So, um, and like you said, more charges are are, are likely uh, pending uh, in that case. This broke around uh, just after midnight, correct? Uh, yes, or at least uh, that's when this happened. Uh, was, I believe, right around 12.04 a.m. was the number that police gave out. Gotcha. So just, uh, you know, just so we're aware of the time in there. Speaking of VCU Medical Center, this is where uh, state uh, the man who was shot on I-95 was was taken. We've been trying to get more information from state police, but apparently there was some sort of incident where someone was shot on I-95 today in Henrico. Yes, it was up. Uh, it was in Henrico, but it was right where Henrico sort of turns into Hanover. Um, it was between mile markers 85 and 86. Um, and, you know, like you said, we've been trying to get more info about, you know, was this a road rage incident or what? Because essentially 
Um, according to state police, uh, this person was just driving on 95 North uh, and somebody pulled up behind them and started shooting at them. Uh, and then the the person who was who had been shot at basically pulled off, uh, drove themselves to a safe place in Ashland, pulled over and, you know, called for help. Uh, that's sort of all that had been communicated at this point. The person who was shot was shot in the arm, uh, which is how they were able, why they were able to uh, still get themselves to a safe place and before they called for help. But um, without further information, it's definitely a baffling sort of uh, b- baffling kind of story. But it is not even if it if it were to be a road rage incident or something similar to that, that would be the second in a pretty short amount of time because there was a, a similar sort of incident uh, on uh, Chippenham a couple weeks ago. So yes. Yes, I do do recall that. Um, and, and I don't know that we ever got that one uh, solved either. I think Chestfield was handling that one, but I don't recall um, mm-hmm. us getting uh, any any additional information in regards to that. Um, this story has been a continuing story since it happened January 6th. Um, the latest in the Richneck Elementary School shooting, the mother and grandfather and their attorney um of the, the boy who fired the shots at Rich Neck Elementary. Uh, they gave an interview to ABC News and Good Morning America. Uh, we happen to be an ABC affiliate. Um, and uh, it, it was interesting. They didn't really get into um, how the boy got the gun. Basically, they sidestepped it, uh, saying, oh, we're not sure any adult knows. And, you know, we've asked, but we're not we're not ready really to talk about it. Um mm-hmm. But it was interesting. The mother did say that she takes responsibility for her son's actions. Um, she said she liked teacher Abby's Warner, um, mm-hmm. that her boy suffers. And this was probably the newest information, suffers from severe ADHD. She described him as basically bouncing off of walls. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if severe ADHD uh, leads to some of what has been argued in, in various lawsuits, such as attacking other students, strangling people. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I believe there was, there was fights uh, breaking a a teacher's cell phone, which they did offer some, uh, some defense for saying that it was just an accidental knocking uh, the cell phone out of uh, the teacher's hands. Um, But basically we've, we've learned that the kid has severe ADHD um, and we learned that uh, he had just started to be medicated. And that's why uh, uh, the mother was not in the classroom uh, that week mm-hmm. for the first time, normally she had been in the classroom with him during uh, during classes. So we're getting a, a little bit of additional information a, in this case. Um, as you may recall, I think she faces two charges um, in the produce of uh, uh, child neglect and reckless uh, child neglect and reckless handling uh, or reckless uh, leaving of a firearm. Um, and she's mm-hmm. looking for a plea deal uh, again, taking saying she takes responsibility. Um, it occurs to me, David, that the story we thought we were going to be covering today, we actually haven't even gotten any additional information on, and that would have been uh, the uh, hearings in the Ivo Otieno case. Yes, um, it. Uh, yes, there was additional hearings. Uh, we haven't, like you said, we haven't really gotten uh, a lot of information uh, about specifically what happened, which probably means... Uh, Nothing much happened. (laughs) Yeah, which probably means not much happened, which was the expectation. Uh, It was pretty much expected that uh, the folks whose hearings were today 
would have their hearings moved to August 2nd. Uh, I, I can't say for certain if uh, that happened, but that was the expectation going into today, at least. Obviously, and we'll continue to follow that story as well as the Zorner story and, you know, pretty much all the other stories that we, we mentioned today. We'll continue to follow them as they as they move forward. So, again, mm-hmm. this has been the the live Wednesday edition of its news to us. Uh, I'm going to end it a little bit short today because I still have newscasts left to do and it's still stuff to write for said newscasts. Uh, <laughs> so for reporter David Lefkowitz, I'm news director Matt Demline. Thank you very much for listening to us. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.